So what? We watch anime. So what? We play League. We're just having fun. We don't care who sees. So what? We stay in. It don't bother me. Living young, pale and nerdy. Hello and welcome to the Re Entertainment Podcast episode... 203 for June 23rd, 2019. My name is Nathan Reed Spruce. Joining me this week, we have Andrew Roe McFain. You've got me. I've got you, babe. That's... You've got me. Just the, just the two of us. We're going to make this podcast if we try. So, uh, yeah, we're on two, episode 203. It's June 23rd. May I ask you... What games have you played this week, and where can we find you online? Well, um, you know, same... Aroa.website. Yep, you got the same shit as always. You got the Aroa website. Um, got the fake go? Hey, that, yeah, just mobile games. I did. Have you tried out the new Harry Potter thing yet? Uh, no, I haven't pri- tried uh, Harry Potter Go yet. Harry Potter Go? Yeah, yeah. It's, um, it's just Pokemon Go. What a fucking surprise, right? Yeah, so um, I, I don't like Harry Potter. Neither do I. So I know I'm like a heathen because I was the exact right age to be in that demographic to like Harry Potter, and I hate it. I hate it so much. I so. saw... So the first two movies, I think. I've seen a and, few of them. Yeah, oh, and I've I've seen uh, the latter half of the last movie, and just wow, I don't get it. I don't. I don't and, understand it. Like, and like the mobile I, game is just dumb. Is it? Is it bad? <laughs> it's just. It's so contrived. Yeah, I think is the is the main problem. Like Pokemon Go works so well, it but... well it makes sense for Pokemon Go. Like that's so they they do they do go out of their way to try to make it make sense in the Harry Potter world, where it's like these these things are breaking into the Muggle world, and you've got to send them back to the Harry Potter world, so that. The muggles don't find out about magic. Gotta catch them all. Harry Potter muggle things. Yeah, I don't... Yeah. I... I don't know, man. Like, I I haven't played it. I, I hear that it's pretty much Pokemon Go. And It's like people who are still in a homestuck. Uh, like, I don't, I don't, I don't know how it. that's still a thing. What's homestuck? Homestuck's a comic, right? Like a web it comic? was a web comic, oh, got okay. real popular on Tumblr. Um, oh, the fan okay. base is kind of the epitome of a Tumblr fan base. Like, mm, I see. Uh, a lot of those people moved on uh, whenever Undertale came out because the guy who made Undertale was really big in the uh, in the Homestuck fandom. Was it named Toby Fox? Uh, yeah, yeah. Because uh, uh, Megalovania uh, was. I want to say originally used in a Homestuck thing, which that's the music that plays whenever you fight Sans spoilers. Oh, okay. It's the one big thing that everyone spoils about that game. Oh, okay. Okay. So, but here's the thing. Uh, and, I, and I think it's really important is that you should post those videos of you playing Undertale. I did. All of them? Like, are you? Did you complete the game? Yep. Oh. Well, then I should. I I uploaded it yesterday. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So I was I was busy yesterday, as as I was telling you. So. Yeah. Okay. Good. I will. Uh, I will check that out. Everyone, go to what is it? Uh, YouTube.com forward slash Aroa. Aroa one three three seven. That's Aroa one three three seven on there. Okay. So Aroa dot website. It's yeah, right and you can, there. it's right there. Uh, you can find me. What game? What games other than Harry Potter? Uh, Fate Go, right? Um, World of Warcraft. Yeah. yeah. Wow, classic. Uh, 
I I have uh, created a character in WoW Classic, but I have not moved any further than that. Um, I would like to mention. Nothing. Did my sound just cut out? Yes, you would like to mention silence. Uh, I'd like to mention how unbelievable it is that WoW Classic is uh, like 3.2 gigs. It's the whole is... game. Oh, yeah. Because it was. So WoW Classic, well, look, WoW, World of Warcraft, was released in like 2004. Yeah. So. Like, that thing had to fit on a DVD. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, same thing with like uh, Final Fantasy Eleven. Final Fantasy Eleven was actually really small, even yeah, though it's this it massive. Oh well, yeah, it's a PS2 game, and it had to fit on a. I think they had a twenty gig hard drive, is what you could put in there. Yeah, you can up like now. Like obviously, there's mods and stuff where you can put an actual like two hundred and fifty gig hard drive in there. But back in the day, yeah, you know, for piracy, exactly. I mean backups. Yeah, backups. Backups of your totally legitimately bought games. Yeah. So, yeah, like you when you bought the PlayStation adapt, like the adapter with the hard drive, it was like a 20 gig hard drive, 20 gig IDE hard drive. <laughs> and so they had to make the entire game fit on that, which they were running into huge problems that WoW wasn't, that hasn't run into because they had to make it work on the PlayStation. So any additional content that they released or any upgrades, they had to make sure were backwards compatible with the PlayStation 2. So they were really, really limited in what they could update at certain points. And eventually, towards the end of the PlayStation 2 being supported, they would... Um, like, hard drives were filling up and they were having to like put tutorials out on how to clear out your hard drive on your PlayStation 2 so the whole game would fit. Because there were still lots and lots of people playing on their PlayStation 2s. I don't know why, but they were still doing it. Well, that's just a weird phenomenon with MMO players. They they love to play games that are really, really old. Like, well, Like all those people that were playing Asheron's Call after it got blown up the second time. Well, yes, and then there's uh, people still want to play Star Wars Galaxies. Yeah, but to be fair, Star Wars Galaxies uh, was a was a pretty innovative game at the time. But you need to have it's a sandbox game, so you need to have a large community making stuff and doing stuff in order for you to have any content available. So people joining these servers, unless there's one massive server, you're going to run into some problems with a game like Star Wars Galaxies or any of those older... I think even Asheron's Call was similar to that. Wasn't it kind of a sandbox game? It wasn't a theme park. Yeah, no, it was... Um, Asheron's Call was it was equally kind of innovative. Um, yeah. If it, anybody's, was, it was very much trying to compete with, like... If if like, anybody's listening that don't, doesn't know what we're talking about, uh, a sand park game is a game where it's pretty bare bones and the players make a lot of the content. And so just the interactions with players and, and making the items and all that jazz tends to be more prevalent than developer-made content. While a theme park game is... They kind of... They don't even kind of. They direct you into where to go. They they say you're gonna go do these quests in this area, and then you move on to the next area and do that quest in that area, and they and the developers make the content for you to play. Not saying there's no, uh, there's nothing to do with the rest of the community, but it's mainly you're doing what the developers want you to do. That's a general explanation. Uh, anyway, I. Uh, like I still like Final Fantasy XI, but I would never play it again. Uh, one of those older games. Just because the population is so low, and it's such a grind to play. As we've, talking, we've spoken about before, Final Fantasy XIV is probably the best MMO on the market right now. Yeah. Um, you you can't play it because you're, you're... I was going to say girlfriend. Your wife that doesn't want to play it, Correct. 
well, we're just we're completely tied up in World War. Wow. Yeah. So. Yeah. I have Final Fantasy fourteen. If you wanna, if you wanna hop over and play a, a game with me, they're coming out with a new update called Stormbringers pretty soon. So that'll be fun. Anyway, uh, I have played uh, some more Slay the Spire this week, and The Witcher. And that's it. Slay the Spire and The Witcher oh, so three. You, and so you have been playing Slay the Spire. Yeah, I have been. Yeah, I talked about that last week. It's uh, it's really good. Oh, yeah, that's right, that's right. It's a really good game, and Connor doesn't like it because Connor's a butt. Connor doesn't like any... He doesn't really like anything, though. Like, he doesn't like The Witcher. He doesn't like Slay the Spire. Like, any game... He doesn't like most things that are good. He doesn't like Persona. Now, I understand that you don't like Persona, but you don't like it because you don't like RPGs. Precisely. But, But you'll admit that they're good... Like, for that genre, they're good games. Yeah, I I tried to get through Persona 3 and I yeah. was really interested in where the story was going. It's just that the dungeon crawling aspects of it made my brain turn to mush and I just couldn't take it anymore. Why don't so why don't you um watch the anime? Well, for one, I know from experience that the anime is never anywhere near as good as the actual game. Well, yes. Uh, Danganronpa is very much a victim of that. Uh but also, like, it's just not, it's not the same. It is not the same. But you could get and a also, general I can't, feel. I, I, I also don't, I, I, I'm not good with anything that is non-interactive that requires me to hold my attention on it for an extended length of time. All and right. unless I watch the dubbed version, like, so, I'm, so not, we'll, I'm not going to be able to do something else. What we'll do is every once, well, we'll create a disc for you. Okay, and every once in a while, it'll have you press a button, <laughs> <laughs> and so it'll be like you're doing a JRPG Just, fight. Uh, I've, I've no, I've got it. All you have to do, um, just just make a version of the anime where every line of dialogue I have to press A. Yeah, <laughs> and the the, the the DVD just pauses every time someone says anything. <laughs> That would take forever to get through the entire. Um, hey, also, think about it. that's that's all a visual novel is. Yeah, that's true. Uh, also, yesterday I went to a concert over in Sisters, Oregon. That's the name of it. Sisters is the town, and that's a silly town name. So it's a very touristy town. Is there they a lot have of a... incest that happens there. No, it's a very. Uh, it's a very touristy town. I understand, but I'm not. No, you bad. You're a bad person. So, it has a, a a very Western aesthetic to it. So, like all the buildings look kind well, of it's like in America. So, well, it looks like like what I mean is like old West, the old West aesthetic. And years ago, they had a McDonald's coming in. And if you've ever been anywhere in the United States. All McDonald's look alike. I don't know why I said it that way. But they but they have a gen like whenever they build a new building, they want it to match their aesthetic. McDonald's aesthetic. I guess, um yeah, they've And so I guess it's just that they've changed it in uh, they, recent years. They have changed it and they've upgraded the buildings, but the but the new you either have the old buildings or you have the upgraded new buildings. But yeah. like they you don't have like you don't have really random looking McDonald's that are like fancy or anything. Anyway, so McDonald's was bringing it into Sisters, and they're like, "We, we have our aesthetic. We're gonna do that." And Sisters was like, "No, we want you to be the Western aesthetic." And McDonald's was like, "No." And so they built the building, and a week before the building was put up, or or rather, the week before the building was opened to actually service customers uh it mysteriously burned down what (laughs) and so uh now if you drive through sisters and you see the mcdonald's which by the way mcdonald's is on like the outskirts of town like they don't want it the mafia would be able to get them yeah uh so that's the only place i've ever heard of that has a uh 
Western style McDonald's. So, <laughs> so that's uh, that's what Sisters is. They're very, very much into their Western aesthetic, and Whether they you uh, like it or not. Yes, and they had uh, they they were hosting a band that I really like. They've apparently they've been around since 1991, and uh, it's a band called Cherry Pop and Daddies, and they're they're really fun, and I I enjoyed it. They just they just released a new single. Oh, I'm sorry. They re- Bring released your a new album. daughter to the concert. They will <laughs> fuck her on stage. No, bad, bad Aroa. You know, I have like my old coworkers listen to this podcast. <laughs> um, so anyway, um, they actually have a new a new CD that they would released, and uh, for those uh, connoisseurs out there, they have LPs that they were also selling at the event, which is pretty cool. So that's I, neat. Yeah, they had they had new, Except uh, I would not want to transport that out of the venue. Why not? Like it'd just be I'd be worried it would get smashed or, or broken or something while I was trying to carry it out. Oh no, it wasn't that bad. Most people there were pretty uh, respectful. Um didn't have like a mosh pit going? No, there was no mosh pit. There were some people swing dancing at the front. Um not me, because I didn't have anyone to swing dance with as we were talking about beforehand but yeah it was uh it was pretty cool the lps were only 25 dollars, so i think that's a pretty pretty fair price right you you buy lps all the time right i mean not all the time but pretty often yeah Yeah, how much did you say 25 bucks oh yeah no that's that's perfectly normal yeah yeah so i thought it was uh it's pretty good i'm impressed actually with it being sold at the venue like usually yeah. you have a pretty extreme markup with that sort of thing well you also had the lead singer of the band was the one selling the stuff so he was that does make sense he was yeah he was over there with his little card reader and they were um yeah and they were doing they were they were the one selling it and he would also sign it after he sold it which was pretty cool they're probably not super in demand anymore. No, no, probably not. But I still like them, and I will, uh, I will go to their concert again. Hopefully, one day. They've been around for like almost thirty years, so you think they're gonna call it quits at some point? Anyway. Nah. No, probably not. Years? Actually, that ain't shit. <laughs> I watched a band from the seventies a couple weeks ago. Like, who was that? Going hard. Who's that? Uh, so I, I went to Judas Priest, but the band before them was called like Ur- Uriel Heap. Oh, which I had never heard of them before, but they were apparently they they formed in like the the early seventies, and oh. they were way more into like what they were doing and were way more exciting and just fun to watch than Judas Priest. Wow, um, there was well, you see the opening band for. It was just a guy. The opening guy uh, for Cherry Pop and Daddy's was like this local guy. And he was, my friend and I were talking and we're like, you know, that guy seems like he wants to be like Stevie Ray Vaughan, but he's not as good at guitar and his voice isn't very good. Stevie Ray Vaughan's voice kind of, Stevie Ray Vaughan's voice wasn't great, but he made up for it by being amazing at the guitar. And this guy was okay at the guitar and he was like trying way too hard he just needed to like relax and actually like sing and enunciate i don't know maybe it was because i was in choir and so i'm very judgmental about people's like enunciation he probably to... was just like no this is how you this is how you do blues singing right you just go pretty much right? pretty much so you just uh, sound like you have throat cancer my my friend and I were like, you know, we should have been late. That's what we should have done, but <laughs> uh, we did not. We we ended up, showing, show, ended up showing up early. Anyway, let's move on to some stories. We only have a few this week because we've had a pretty slow week when it comes to stories. So what we're gonna do is we're well, gonna draw we were, those uh, stories out and make them as boring we were, yeah. as possible. Well, we talked so much about you know random bullshit in the opening here to yes. try to pad out the so so the first story is actually one that i'm a little interested in 
uh, but it's also scary. And this is a uh, we've talked before about what was it called? It was ghost something, um, like a phone unlocker that they would. It was a gray box. It was a gray box, right? Yeah. And that was one where basically you could plug an iPhone in there and you can plug another iPhone in and it would like unlock one of the iPhones. Anyway, they've Celebrate now has an updated tool that can unlock most new smartphones. And I'm wondering which ones it can't unlock. The newest Galaxy phones. Oh, is that it? Yeah, the Galaxy S10 and uh and 10 edge or s or whatever the fuck it's called oh. um it, it can't it can't unlock those yeah um and it says here uh bottom line and this is from textbot the israeli forensic company celebrate famously believed to have assisted the fbi with cracking the san bernardino iphone uh has come up with an updated version of its universal forensics extraction device ufed a tool which the company claims can now unlock almost all the newest iPhones and Android smartphones. Uh, by the way, and I think I mentioned this before, uh, we actually drove through San Bernardino like two hours before that shooting. So that yeah. was that was awkward. Um, now, this is neat. I, I wonder how long it's going to take uh, Apple and other smartphone companies to bypass Celebrite stuff. Because this is just a cat-and-mouse uh, game at this point. Well, yeah, that's the thing. It's, it's like any other any other situation where you're trying to fight a, a bad actor yeah. who uh, keeps breaking your security. You just find out what they used to break your security, and you patch it. Yeah. And I would imagine that if it's a software flaw, that this will be fixed very quickly. If it's oh, yeah. a hardware flaw, which is unlikely, but definitely possible, then obviously there's just going to have to be a new iPhone to, to actually take care of it. But yeah. those, those kind of flaws are very few and far between, and they're usually sold directly to state actors and not kept by private corporations. Yeah, like it, says, it says the tool cl- uh, is claimed by Celebrite to support, which in this context context means hack the widest range of devices in the industry the list includes smartphones like iphones uh that are running any version of ios between 7 and 12.3 as well as high running samsung galaxy models from the s6 to the s9 series and popular models uh motorola huawei lg and uh is it xiaomi is that how you say that yeah okay now I wonder if, um, because they, they said it, you can hack between 7 and 12.3. Uh, is 6 and lower safe? Like, those are no. not hackable? <laughs> I would imagine they're not. Uh, they probably specify that because there are uh, completely separate uh, hacks available for those operating systems. And yeah, honestly, wonder- if, if you still have a device running that, that's... um. Yeah, iOS like, six or lower. That's like worse than that. That's like running Windows two thousand in the modern day. That's not even Windows XP. So that would be uh, Windows seven. You, if anything lower than seven, you would have to have an iPhone four or earlier, I think, or four S uh, for for iOS seven. Yeah, because I remember iOS uh... seven was available for the uh, iPhone four. So. I, be, I because that was when I actually had an iPhone. I think and, you're right. And I, I, I think up, eight, 8 cut off at the 4S. Yeah. So I upgraded to iOS 7 on my 4, and it destroyed my phone. Yeah, it did that's not always run well. been a problem. Up until the last iOS update, Like, yeah. Apple has been shit about keeping their old phones working well, which everyone chalked up to, oh, they're doing it on purpose. They just don't want old phones to work. And now it turns out that Apple software engineers are just bad. (laughs) (laughs) That makes sense. The last iOS update, like people who were on iPhone 6s were like, wow, my phone has never run so smooth. That's like, yeah, (laughs) they're making an effort to stop shitting everything up. Good, good. Uh, So... It seems to me, I would imagine it's a hardware thing, 
honestly, because it's not like the Samsung, the new Samsung Galaxy phones are gonna have a different operating system than like my Pixel, right? Well, so so there it depends because there are there are aspects that kind of go in with each other. If it is a hardware thing, then it would be it's interesting to me that like it would support that wide a variety of devices unless this is like something that's been broken within Qualcomm because all all those devices are going to run Qualcomm SOCs. Right, don't most even... most devices run Qualcomm SOCs? Uh pretty much every Android phone will run a Snapdragon of some kind. Uh although Xiaomi devices were included, which yeah. Xiaomi tends to uh, well, maybe they're more premium devices don't. Uh where does it does it say? Uh it's telling me right yeah, here. It says Xiaomi. Yeah, it says Xiaomi is a it says uh Motorola, Huawei, LG, and Xiaomi are included in the devices that can be hacked. Because uh, so. uh, a lot of Xiaomi devices use uh, MediaTek, but some of them might use Qualcomm. It sound it, it honestly sounds to me like it's a uh, a fit, like a hardware encryption that's included in the new Galaxy phones. That's what what I would assume based on everything I'm seeing right here. I would assume that it's a a hardware encryption thing that they haven't been able to uh, bypass. But that could just be me. Mm. You, you might, you know, what it might be is some kind of, because, mo well, pretty much all uh, encryption on smartphones anymore uh, is done using hardware acceleration. So there are dedicated, uh, there are dedicated chips in your phone that will manage most uh, typical encryption processing. So it right. may be a side channel attack on that specific function uh, on, on the, that chip. Uh, right. Which a side channel attack is it's where instead of attacking the actual encryption algorithm, because most, if not all modern encryption uses AES, uh, is the is the cipher slash the, the algorithm right um and most of the time it's like as 256 which do, doesn't really doesn't really matter what the number means but uh was that 256 so, bit encryption yeah yeah but um most most of the time you'll do you'll instead of attacking that because you're never going well you can eventually beat aes encryption but the, the better way of doing it is a side channel attack where you attack the implementation of that algorithm. So instead of targeting the math, you target the way that the developer is doing the math. Okay. So you find a weakness in the application or the, the software slash hardware that's doing the calculations to try to to break in and and steal whatever it is that it's encrypting. So like if there uh, a really common thing that happens is whatever you're trying to encrypt uh gets saved unencrypted somewhere in memory before it gets encrypted. And so right. the side it's channel like attack file. would be yeah, the side channel attack would be finding where that unencrypted copy is stored and grabbing it before it gets encrypted. That yeah, it would be yeah. that kind of thing. That makes sense. I I, st I I would like to figure. I would like to see what happens when they find out uh, if it's a software or hardware thing. If it's if a software, then I'm assuming Samsung would share that information with their partners. Yeah, and kind of the sucky part is that we will probably never know. No, unless unless some third party researchers uh, manage to get one of these celebrate. Uh, things and and reverse engineer it but i really doubt that's going to happen so what's going to happen is this uh we're starting a gofundme <laughs> to get fifty thousand dollars so we can buy 
a Celebrite phone and unlocker. Are we also are we also going to crowdfund the legal fees for whenever Celebrite uh, sues us for breaking their terms of use? Uh, we'll we'll have to cross that bridge later on in life. That's what we're gonna do. <laughs> Which is and, really ironic, considering their entire business model is all about breaking the terms of service yeah. for other yeah. companies. Oh well. Anyway, we will. Uh, we'll see what happens. We'll, I'm sure we'll update you on uh, if other phones are. If if we find out if other phones get to the point where they're not crackable by this this particular software and, or hardware, and then they're going to, of course, release new hardware that will be able to crack it. And it's it's just going to be a cat and mouse game for the rest of our lives. So, uh, let's let's move on to something a little bit more joyous. Uh, the the Nintendo Wii. Not even the Nintendo Wii U is still getting video games made for it. This blew my fucking shit because I saw it uh, at E3 uh, whenever they were doing the Just Dance promo thing. I was like, did that say Wii? (laughs) 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 And it sure as fucking shit did. Yeah. So Just Dance 2020 will be released (laughs) on the Nintendo Wii. Uh, This is like... This is crazier than that WWE game that got released on the PS2 like like a few years ago. <laughs> yeah. So what what the the Wii came out in what 2007? Was yeah, 2006, something like that. 2007. I remember I was there on launch night. Uh my friend James ended up getting it. And uh it wasn't, you know, the Wii's not a great console. Let's be fair. It's it's all right and it has a lot of really oh, bad shut games. Your fucking whore mouth. It's not a great <laughs> this console. It's the best console ever made. Why? Why do you say that? It's not. <laughs> I'm, I'm just oh, Okay. It's it's got some good games uh and it had, it had some really neat features and things that were used Yeah, for like years. being able to install the the letter bomb exploit so that you can run emulators on it really easily. It's a top-notch yeah. feature. Yeah, that's a great feature. Uh, also, the ability to play GameCube games on it was yeah. uh, was pretty cool. Uh, which uh, which actually, also... by, by the way, that's actually probably the best way if you're gonna play GameCube games physically. Uh, just get a Wii with some component cables, and you'll be golden. Because yeah. uh, even even though I'm a giant nerd who has two uh, GameCubes right now and three Wiis. Um, that's the best way because there's no way to get really good image quality out of a GameCube unless you spend like a hundred bucks. So it's way easier to just get a GameCube for like $20 and throw some component cables on there. What were you going to say, Ro? Oh, um, I don't, I don't remember anymore. It was something, something making fun of the, the fact that the Wii is so hackable. It is super hackable. You can play it, it can play games like uh what is it? It plays up to Super Nintendo pretty well. Let's Yeah. Um I like, think there was a PlayStation emulator for it, but yeah, good luck. Yeah, yeah, no. Like the the best thing to do with it, if you are gonna hack it, um, which I don't I don't advise doing unless you own uh backups of your you you're just using backups of your games is what you want to yeah, do. Yeah, uh, obviously you get a you get a you get a NAND dump. Yeah. Uh, NAND dumper tool, and yeah. uh, you plug it in to your computer, and you solder everything onto your original cartridges. Yeah, and dump the NAND chips well, actually, off of your original. No, 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 no. Actually, you know, you know, the good thing is, um, I think uh, Stone Age Gamer has like a a ROM dumper now that you can just buy. It's like eighty bucks. Do you just plug the cartridge into it or something? Yeah. And you just it wouldn't surprise me if that was actually how it works with, like, yeah, that's how they do it now. I, I'm pretty sure there's literally like open source NES hardware at this point because everyone knows every intricate detail about the fucking NES. Yeah, so you can, but anyway, uh, you can play all the way up to Super Nintendo. Uh, there, there was an N64 emulator. It didn't work very well. Uh, PlayStation that's emulator. Or emulation for you. Yeah, play. Uh, yeah. I I can't get N64 emulation running well on my computer, so. Right. Um. Although I I did see that I think it was I think Mupen, maybe Mupen 64. 
yeah, I think I think Mupin can do uh the banjo tui shit now. Oh, that's good. You know, where like you couldn't emulate banjo tui for the longest time because the jigsaw puzzles were just bugged all to hell. So one what what I'm gonna talk about before I get into what I want to say about N sixty four is that the Nintendo Wii um I think that it so if you hack it, you can play GameCube games off of backups, right? Yeah. Okay. So that's that's pretty cool. And I remember You can also do that with a Wii U though, so Yeah. And with Nintendo don't. So uh what was it? They the Dolphin emulator. Now they shut it down. Uh the the virtual store or whatever they had, the eShop. Oh, but, that's what I was going to make fun of. Yeah. Yeah, the the Dolphin emulator was is so good that it was able to access the eShop and you could buy games legitimately off the Nintendo eShop and play them on your your Dolphin emulator. That's how how good the Dolphin emulator is. Which is just unreal. Yes. Really. Well, actually, uh, I I don't think it runs on Unreal. I don't think that's what the Dolphin emulator runs on. Uh-huh. I was I was gonna say uh, the Vulcan backend is actually the best backend to use for the Dolphin emulator. Makes your games run really well. So you have to have a, a seven hundred series card or higher. What's that? That wasn't a continuation of the Unreal joke, was it? No, my okay. my brain uh, put the API and the the Unreal thing They're together. Very different things. They are very different. Th- well. They're similar. Yes. Like they no, they work not. with they work with each other. <laughs> yeah, I guess. That's like saying that <laughs> I don't know. That's like saying that that well, you know, a graphics card's a lot like Windows. <laughs> you know, it's like you gotta have it's... it or you can't see anything. Yeah, yeah. So um what I was gonna say about N sixty four is they're coming out with and this isn't one of the stories that I'm talking about we're talking about this week, but we're just gonna cover it real quick. They're coming out with a a micro console, N sixty four console. Uh, oh, the like Nintendo is or no? Someone, someone's doing a uh, uh, Hi- Hyperkin. Hyperkin is coming out with a console. I think. I think it's Hyperkin. Is it? Is it the one that's just doing software emulation? Yes. Okay. And like, it's bad. Don't it uses Moopin, doesn't it? It does use Moopin, but like. Uh, they were they were showing off Mario Kart uh for the for the Nintendo sixty four, and there's like a billboard on one of the tracks, and in I think the billboard, I also watched this video. Yeah, in the billboard, you can see yourself driving. It's pretty cool, but they didn't. They had that effect removed because part of Moopin sixty four's thing is that. Uh, it doesn't handle that very well. So when you're driving through that section, it can slow your game down a lot. If well, you it, have that um, enabled. Well, it like it can't properly emulate that functionality of the N64 because it like takes a copy of the frame buffer and yeah. puts it over there. It like some. It's oh, it's because of the way that. Uh, the N64 shares memory between the CPU and the graphics uh, pipeline or whatever. Like, it basically, it's, it all just has one big RAM yeah. block. And so it can easily copy bits of RAM straight over from the CPU to the frame buffer without any yeah. problems. And so that functionality you can do it like if if you we have one of our like we use our computers it takes a lot more effort for a computer or a like a spc to um to be able to do it but you can't do it on something that's that small and have the frame rate stay high basically and so they disable that function and they disabled it on this little console so i'm really excited that we're getting this, but I'm not going to buy it because I'm hoping that it continues the trend of using FPGAs and they're able to get... Huh? It doesn't use an FPGA. Well, I know, but usually what happens is they come out with these software consoles 
And then later on down the line, they come out with the FPGA version, which is what I'm really looking forward to. Cause so you're, then, you're you're hoping that like this drums up demand. Yes. For yeah, okay. Because what I'm getting at, and people might not, they probably don't know what I'm talking about. An FPGA system is one where they basically simulate the console. They don't emulate it, but they have like they make basically a replica, a replica of that console. So. The analog it's like NT. an open source implementation of yeah. the original hardware. Yeah, and they take these FPGAs and convert it into the original hardware. So it behaves pretty much like the original hardware. So you have a lot more compatibility that you wouldn't have in something like a software emulation. Because as we stated earlier, the software emulation for N64 uh, sucks. To this day, it's awful. And there are lots of games that just don't work on the N64 emulators because I don't know if, if they're just not working on them or if it's just that difficult to program them. It's I would probably imagine... just really hard. Yeah, probably Because I know that there, there was some really crazy stuff that developers had to do back then to make some shit work. Mm-hmm. So and uh, the the N64 was kind of like the Xbox One, where it has uh, some really weird shit. Well, like that shared memory uh, yeah. thing. Yeah, like it has some really weird hardware to it. Yeah, the Xbox One has that like, isn't it like thirty two megs of like cache I think, or I something? I think it's five twelve. Five twelve. It might be. It's. It, I don't know. It, it it is some like very small amount of like unbelievably fast ram yeah. that no one uses for like anything because it's really it, hard to implement yeah it would be it would be a pain in the ass to implement that and then also have to make the game run on a PS4 yeah and then of course the PS4 just was like we're going to have 8 gigs of GDDR6 or some shit or GDDR5 yeah all of our ram is graphics ram which ends up it, it from as far as I can tell, like that hasn't really affected them negatively in any way. It seems like it just gives them really, really fast RAM. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and they were able to keep costs pretty, pretty low. So yeah, it worked for them. Anyway, uh, Just Dance twenty twenty uh, will be released. When is it going to be released? Twenty twenty. Well, yeah. Well, yes. Just Dance twenty. Well, it actually might be released this year. Uh, it's it's going to be released this year. That's that's how okay. Do it. Uh, so it says that this is actually going to be the last game on the Wii, which is sad. Uh, it says the Wii has an impressive run, but the PS2 actually takes the cake with close to fourteen years. It was released in two thousand, and the last game, PES two thousand fourteen, came out at the end of wow. two thousand thirteen. Here I thought that uh, I thought that that WWE game was the last one. No, I think that was released in like 2013 or some or 2012. Uh, and then also uh, the Nintendo Switch will never be getting a WWE wrestling game again. Are you sure? Because, yeah. Did you see the WWE? Oh, 2K? I know it was bad. It was terrible. Terrible. Like if you had more than two characters in the ring at one time it was unplayable <laughs> just just not playable at all uh the them walking the entrances ran at like 15 frames a second <laughs> that's how oh, it was just awful whenever you uh, crank out games every year like that and they're already low budget games like yeah this is what's going to happen you're not going to have optimization well i wouldn't say they're low budget but they do crank out they crank out a game every year, which is why they're low budget as far as like modern video games are yeah. concerned. Like... Which is why they actually uh, the rumor is that the the developer is actually creating two teams within the company uh, to work on different. This is something we actually spoke about that they they're should do. The, uh, they're doing the Call of Duty thing where they're going to yep. have two teams that trade off year after year. Well, I guess the idea is that 
they want the two teams to work on different games or or similar games and have like uh like come up with different ideas for like making the games better and stuff so maybe they're gonna do it where they trade off each year which would actually be really really good because it would give them at least a two-year development cycle instead of one year yeah that was that was why uh that was why activision did that with cod yeah it ended up serving them really well yeah still does actually so until uh well other than the fact that treyarch makes the best ones well yes there is that but because anyway. treyarch is just a really fucking incredible developer this this post seems very very i don't know why connor wanted to talk about this but again connor's not here so we're still going to talk about it uh it seems very like pro the trump administration did you read through it I didn't read through it, but I have a rebuttal just uh, from looking at the the title of the yeah. article. So. so it says, average internet speed up one year after net neutrality repeal. And it says, nearly a year after the repeal of net neutrality took effect, this is from Washington Examiner, which, yeah, it sounds very corporate. Uh, the average internet speed in the United States for fixed broadband rose 28%, and the country is now ranked number seventh globally. When the FCC voted to uh, repeal net neutrality in December 2017, average internet speed was 77 megabits per second, and the U.S. was ranked number 12 globally in the average speed, according to data from uh, Ookla. And it says it increased from 93 megabits per second to 120 megabits per second between... uh, or after June 11th, 2018... yeah. So it rose 28% from 93 to 120 megabits per second. Um, what's your rebuttal? And then I'll, we'll talk about this. What's, um, what's your rebuttal? Of course, internet speeds are better. Time has progressed. It's not like these companies were going to keep internet slow for no fucking reason either way. Yes. That wasn't what the whole deal was about. Right, right. Like it's it's this is drawing a completely Incorrect unrelated conclusion. conclusion. Yeah. And and that's what I'm I'm thinking about. And also, it's only been a year. Right? Like these companies don't have yearly plans. And what I mean by that is what we do today isn't going to affect what's happening next year, but rather what happens in 5 years will be affected by what we do today. So they don't just, oh, it was one year net neutrality was repealed and the internet got faster. So net neutrality being repealed is the reason. That's, uh, what what is it? Uh, correlation does not equal causation. That's That's the incorrect, like that's not why the internet got faster. We were already going to be increasing these speeds. All those plans that they had laid out to increase infrastructure, to increase the amount of speed that you get in a particular area, those were brought up a couple years ago before net neutrality was repealed. Uh, The better indication will be in two years from now, if we don't get net neutrality back, how's the internet speed? But more... More well, importantly, speed isn't going to be isn't going to be yeah. the question. Yeah, exactly. Because that's just a matter of them building out infrastructure, and they will continue building out infrastructure as long as demand exists. That's just yeah. how things work. the the real The real tell is going to be: Will there be a Netflix tax? Will yeah. Will Netflix's price go up by by fifty percent or even double? Uh, because Cox and Comcast. And whoever else still exists or has has or hasn't been bought out by then, well, are they charging Netflix for the use of their infrastructure? Well, there's there's this um, there's a quote from Ajit Pai. Uh, if you don't know Ajit Pai, who Ajit Pai is, uh, just picture a very punchable face. Um, it says here, when we made our decision, there were several predictions clearly made, including some elected officials said. Uh, this is the end of the internet as we know it. You have to pay $5 per tweet. The internet will work one word at a time. 
our internet it will look like Portugal's. And then he says nobody, that apparently Portugal has net that. neutrality. Um, he says, a year after our decision, the results were in. Internet speeds have been up. Infrastructure investment is up. No, it's not. You're lying. Uh, internet infra- infrastructure spending went down after net neutrality was repealed. The, the amount of money that was invested in infrastructure went down. So he's clearly just lying. Um, he says that the internet remains free and open and all of these parades of horribles have been dismissed. The greatest threat to a free and open internet has been the unregulated uh, Silicon Valley tech giants that do, in fact, today decide what you see and don't see. There's no transparency. There's no consumer protection. So he's just saying, like, Google and, and Apple are the real evils. And and don't get me wrong. They are. That is still a valid, that is a valid concern. Yeah but is just a redirection from this problem. Yeah. And and that's not what we're we're talking about. The the problem is not that Edgy Pie is saying, oh, you know, internet speeds up, which by the way has nothing to do with net neutrality. But again, in two or three years, are we gonna have that Netflix tax? Is is what was it, Verizon going to start throttling your connection to Netflix so that you switch to their their streaming service. That is the problem that we have warned about, and the reason we warned about it was not because it's a prediction, but because it happened. It's already happened, and it will happen again. We just have to... They said, and and I think what they're doing is they are waiting. Verizon, yeah, Fox, exactly Comcast... They're waiting for this whole thing to die down, and then they're going to slowly start throttling people's speeds. They're going to start implementing different requirements. They're going to have a fast lane. They're going to do stuff like that. So even though you pay X amount, which we actually talked about, that they were implement, they were trying to implement a fast lane for gamers at one point with the way that uh, traffic was directed. So... That is something that will happen. It's not like it's not like it's not going to happen. The problem is companies are greedy and they will try to milk money from you as much as possible. Um, point in fact, a large percentage of the infrastructure that's been laid down has been subsidized by taxpayers, and then we have to pay them a hundred dollars a month for internet access. So we subsidize them, and then we get to pay them more money. It's uh, I think Martin Luther King Jr. said, uh, rugged individualism for the majority, socialism for the 1%, something like that. And that's that's what it is. So uh, uh, screw Ajipai. Uh I can't wait until uh, we get him removed from office. By uh, President Bernie Sanders. By the way, uh, if you're not, register as a Democrat and uh, vote for Bernie Sanders in the primaries. So that's that's my it's my uh, political spiel for the day. What about you? Unless he drops out and Elizabeth Warren ends up being the one who runs, even though that would be a terrible idea. I really should not run. Yeah, honestly, I think that the best thing for them to do. I don't. I don't mind Elizabeth Warren. I, 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 I like agree Elizabeth with a lot of her. It's, she has pretty much the same platform as Sanders. No one's going to vote for her comparatively. Minus, minus, um, uh, she is actually going up in the polls. plenty of millennials. She actually is going up in the polls right now. That's, okay. that's fine. But the general public is not going to vote for her over Trump or over Bernie Sanders. Yeah. Uh, and Biden is awful. Biden is terrible. He is... He's a Republican. If you look at his record, he is a Republican. Uh, I would, if he's if he's in the general, I would still vote for him over Donald Trump. But I think that honestly, the only person I would vote, like the only time I would vote for uh, Joe Biden, is if he's facing Donald Trump. Like any other person, even Republican, I could probably. I would have a hard time voting for for Joe Biden. Uh, 
But uh, to your point, though, I like Elizabeth Warren. I think she has a good platform. Um, she isn't the same as Bernie Sanders. She actually doesn't support Medicare for All. Um, she does support it theoretically, but it's she does the, oh, there are different paths to Medicare for All instead of just, we're going to have Medicare for All. Uh, and that's my big problem with her. I, th- I think that what we need to do, I think that um, Warren needs to drop out as soon as possible, have a meeting with Bernie Sanders, and have it be um, and either then Bernie we and set fire to every insurance mogul's house. Yes, um, don't do that. We that was um, uh, theoretical. Um, so I think the best thing would be have her drop out and him pick her to be the be the vp that's sure that's i think would be the best of both worlds because then people who were supporting warren could support bernie sanders and uh bernie sanders wouldn't lose the support that that he already has and um uh if if he doesn't choose her as the vp i i would imagine he would choose tulsi gabbard um but Beto get, O'Rourke. No, 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 no. Vote not, Beto. Vote Beta O Beta O'Rourke. Um, no, don't don't vote for Beto. Uh, Bernie Sanders. I know nothing about him. Absolutely no. He's very very much a uh, a centrist Democrat. So very Gross. like he's very he's he's. To the left of Biden, but Centrists not by much. Worse than Republicans. They're not worse than Republicans, but the worse than Republicans. The only reason they're not worse than Republicans is because of how awful the Republican Party is right now. Because you have people like Mitch McConnell and Lindsey Graham, uh, Donald Trump, who are just oh Ted Cruz, who are just like the slimiest people that you've ever met in your life. And you just want to punch every one of them in the face, but you can't and you shouldn't because violence is never the answer. But you want to. You really, really want to. Violence is the answer. Punch them in the face. Don't do it. Uh, do it. Viol- violence is the answer in Halo Infinite. Listen, I'm trying here, okay? Um, I wonder, again, this is a story that Connor brought up and then he didn't show up to the podcast. So, uh, it says, so there's a trailer that was released for Halo Infinite, and it says, the release date for for it will be holiday 2020, and it will release on all Xbox family of devices, including Project Scarlet and Windows PCs. Uh, it follows Master Chief, uh, Halo Infinite will support LAN play and split screen, which I think is really neat. Uh, black undersuits will be in the game, I guess. Uh, flighting programs, these opt-in flights. The flighting programs are like test, beta test, basically. Uh, small and slowly expanded until release. Uh, PC flighting may continue a bit later for PC players. Uh, player customization. If you like the armor, the level of customization in Halo Reach, you will be pleased. SR-152 players who hit SR-152 and Halo 5 Guardians will receive a token of appreciation in Halo Infinite, which means, of course, Aroa and I have to pick up Halo 5. Oh, no. It's time to go buy Game Pass Ultimate. <laughs> uh, pro Team, so there is a... Xbox Live, because I don't, because why would I? There's an inter- internal Pro Team for Halo Infinite. Blah, blah, blah. There's a media press kit. Now, the Master Chief Collection is one that we're really interested in. This is from Halo Waypoint, which is their, their like official hype zone for Halo, basically. Uh, while we're busy steering, sharing news at E3, uh, we also gave Master Chief Collection cover a fresh coat of paint. The background needed a touch-up, blah, blah, blah. They, what are they going on about? They're just going on about bullshit. PC flighting. If everything goes to pl- goes to plan, our flight program for Reach for PC will be next week to a small subsection of registered Halo insiders. So next week, they'll have Master Chief Collection Reach be available to some people, but not everyone. So 
I don't know why this is a big deal. Can you can you tell me why this is a big deal, Aroa? <laughs> See, I when when people have ta- have spoken to me about this, I didn't read through this because I was hoping Connor would go through it. But when speaking to people about that, you shut up, you stop that. Um, when they were talking about it, they made it sound like, oh, it's just going to come out next week. But no, it's going to be a, a small subsection of people that are going to be able to play it for like an hour. So why why should we care about this? They also have some some updates for matchmaking and and stuff. Uh, there's also a Halo Championship series, which uh, I believe our friend John is going to be taking, taking fight flight in, right? He's gonna take, he he was great at Halo, right? Uh, on console. Oh, okay. And he doesn't even own an Xbox. Oh, he doesn't. No, not anymore. No, he never even got an Xbox One. Has he ever updated his graphics card in his computer? Uh, he. Yes, because he had like a really bad graphics card, right? Yeah, because he asked me if I wanted to buy his old one. So I think he must have gotten a new one at some point. Oh, okay. well, that's that's good for him. I'm happy for him. But this is basically nothing. Uh, Hopefully they'll come out with the actual game soon. But if they're just doing a test, then screw Connor for suggesting us talk about this. Anyway, yeah, Connor, why did you do that? Aroa, I have to, I have to ask you a question live on air. What are you doing next Saturday? Uh, I don't know why. I have to, to be social next Sunday, and are so you gonna make me record on Saturday again. Yeah, it's the last time. It's the last time we're doing it on Saturday. For like the next three weeks at least. Um, oh, wait, that was the last story, wasn't it? Ha, that's funny. <laughs> what? Yes, that was the last story. So uh, <laughs> it was like such a non thing. <laughs> it was such just nothing. We should have should have quit with that Jeep pie. That's what we should have done. But uh, I have to go to a, like a graduation party, and so yeah. it's next Sunday at eleven a.m. and I'm. I probably won't be in home in time to uh, do the podcast, so I figured we could do it Sunday instead. Saturday, anyway. Anyway. Saturday instead. Yeah, I know days. I don't want to work. Tomorrow. Hey, uh, so I did post something. Did you? Uh, something kind of exciting. Um, no, we already talked about Just Dance. <laughs> uh, Where did you post so it? I, you didn't post in it the from... podcast discussion. You didn't post it. Really you didn't post it in the news story. Other people. Okay. Shut up. Um, so there was uh, oh, I see a the YouTube released released for um, the Banana Splits movie. Uh, I don't know what that is. On being released on site, you never watched the Banana Splits? No. Uh, are you talking it, it about like a... bananas in pajamas? No. Oh, okay. No, this was this was like uh, I think. A late sixties show. Maybe. Oh, okay. Um, but it it like it was on Cartoon Network for a long time for some weird reason. But it was just like four. It was four people in costumes that like they were playing these these costumified characters, and it, you know got up to wacky hijinks. Well, it's getting a gritty, uh, R rated, uh, movie on Sci Fi. Why? That is, it's probably going to be better than the Five Nights at Freddy's movie whenever that eventually comes out. Yeah, I was going to ask if that came out yet, but probably not. No. No, uh, I think Sony owns the rights to it, so it's going to be shit. Um, but this looks fucking glorious. And I, I hate that because that, that term is overused by fucking plebeians all the time. Glorious. But, like, holy shit. This is like the perfect way of doing an R-rated movie based on a children's show franchise. I That's... can't believe this even ha- is happening. 
by the way, it's so good. But before before we leave, that's cool. I have no idea what you're talking about, but I'm going to move on real quick. Did I you, wa- tell you at least at least I, watch it on mute while you're talking because it looks watch, incredible. I, I I I will watch it after we're done recording. Oh, um, you suck. I know I'm the worst. Uh, I've been contacted three times by headhunters asking if I want a job at Sony and Bend. So you took it, right? No. Um. So. <laughs> Don't you want to start your promising career at Sony Interactive Entertainment? Uh, you know, yes, but no. Um, I've been contacted... where you'll definitely have a job in six months. Hey, it. I would have a job in six months. It's nine month. the The contract's a nine month contract. <laughs> um, so yeah, I've been contacted three times by headhunters who are like, "We think you'd be perfect for this job." I'm like, "Me too." Uh, but. What it tell what that shows me, what that shows me is that the guy that they hired after me, they also got rid of. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah. He either quit or they got rid of. That seems that seems unlikely. Why would you quit? Why would you quit working in a fucking game studio? Well, and and here's like QA. Well, and here's the deal. Um, let's say it was a twelve month contract. Um, I was fired or I was let go in May, March, laid off. A- April, a- laid off in, in April of last year. Okay. It took them roughly two months to find a replacement for me. So I started my job at, uh, my current job last year, actually last Wednesday was the, the, one year anniversary of me working at my current job. So the contract for there for Sony was a one year contract at the time. I know because I had a headhunter contact me about that job after I got laid off. Um, and so it, it lines up perfectly that he got the job in June and now they're looking for somebody to fill that position in June of this year. So he de- I'm like 95% sure that they laid him off as well. So I don't know what they're looking for, but I, I wouldn't want to work there again without it being a full-time job automatically. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Or, or like at least some kind of guarantee that it will end in conversion. Yeah, like, because cause even if I did apply, I wouldn't be making much more money than I'm making right now. Plus, I would have zero PTO, and I would have zero, uh, like, healthcare benefits. So, yeah. unless I paid $400 a month for health insurance. So, anyway, uh, that's my, my complaining for the day. I want to tell you, thank you for being here. This week, Andrew Roe McVeigh. No problem. I'm having a good time playing Crackdown. I heard. I heard the the keyboard. Thanks, man. Thanks for that. Um, I will be here next week. Uh, Aroa will probably be here next week, and we'll be uploading it probably a day early. So on Saturday of next week instead of Sunday of next week. I will talk to you uh, next week, Aroa. Goodbye. See you then.